Welcome to Kirby's Disc Golf World, the pop culture disc golf matchup you've been waiting for. Welcome all to Kirby's Disc Golf World, your weekly not-so-serious disc golf podcast where we mash your greatest hobby with pop culture and a twist of our own idiotic slapstick humor. As always, we're running our own version of the triangle. Let's circle the bases with our host. We have the young phenom with the most range out of all of us, J.K. Discoff. And we got the hot take crusher who, when he connects, it's with soul-crushing power, Discoff Jesus. And the bruiser of the group, hitting every hole J.K. and Jesus opens. I am Swiss Cheese. This is episode 24, My Kinda Town. Jay, get through the formality so we can jump into all the shit that people came here to listen to. Welcome to episode 24 of Kirby's Disc Golf World. Guys, you can follow us on Twitter at Disc Golf World and all of us on the gram at Jesus Disc Golf, Swiss Cheese DG, GK Disc Golf, and Kirby's Disc Golf World. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, make sure to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. <coughs> I'm going to start this off a little bit. Instead of jumping right into the tourneys, we're going to bring it back old school, how we used to talk a little bit about things that are personally happening in our disc golf lives. Um, I don't know if I told you yet. I don't know if Quinn told you. I brought Keegan to his very first doubles league. He did tell me. Um, I also tr- I tricked him into going. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he told you that. No. I told him that it was a bring your own. Yeah. And that if it wasn't bring your own, we'd just leave. Yeah. But I made him talk to the meeting guy, and I made him make the decision if we were going to leave or not. Right. And everyone knows he's not going to say no. Yeah, that's a good point. And he went into a playoff for first place. Nice. And then him and his partner both missed a 15-footer 15 15 to lose. Overall... He had some amazing shots. Um, Putting was not there. He needs to work on that. But the reason I really brought this up is his partner. Actually, I found the very first guy, besides one and only, who throws sidearm with one finger. Nice. Every approach shot, this guy only used one finger to throw all his sidearm. And I I knew that was going to be something that would uh, bring you joy. So it was just his approaches. Yeah, it was just his approaches. Oh, just his approaches. But it was some. Other than that... Um, some things that are happening in the disc golf community that are riling some people up. We have some U-Disc fuckery going on. If you guys don't know, it's Pride Month. U-Disc uh, changed their logo to have be a little bit rainbowy, a little bit festive for the times. Oh, nice. And people are fucking upset. Really? <laughs> there are people <laughs> saying they're deleting the app, they're not using it. Yeah. It's just some bullshit. And I don't know why we have to go through this shit, because it means nothing. Yep. And I don't, you want to know what? I don't have U-Disc app, and... The only Udis app that I see is my buddy's, that he sends me all this stuff. And I don't know, he didn't delete it, and he'd be, I'm surprised he didn't delete it. Like, that's <laughs> kind of, <laughs> no, because he's that, he's that kind of person. But he's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't use the app, so I don't really care. I wouldn't care if they changed the logo. Who cares about that? Come it's on, fucking guys. 2020, people. 2021, get it over with. Like, what the fuck? Why are we still having this conversation? Yeah, it's stupid though I brought up. I didn't want to dwell on that too much, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny to see people reacting that way. Yeah, lame. But we can head over to the Santa Cruz Master Cup, which was a very exciting tournament. No live coverage, so we didn't get to see any of it live. But I would say we were all surprised, hopefully, maybe, yeah. by the winner of it. Yeah, a little I, bit. I was surprised by the whole thing, the whole outcome, like even the final card. Yeah, right. even because yeah. was Paul on the final card? I don't think nope, he was. No, Paul came like, back. None of them were. Paul was Chase. Yep. Yeah. It's a very surprising. Adam Hammes did end up pulling it through with a minus 33, only winning by a stroke, too. But I, th- I think it's, it's pretty undoubtable. This guy can putt. No. And I think his Absolutely. most most uh, redeeming quality is the circle two putts. He's putting them from very far and without really jumping at all. He just throws them in there. Very hard spin putt. Uh, yeah, arguably one of the best putters in the game, hands down. 
who's this James Proctor guy? Like, where did where did he come from? Because I also looked like because I was looking up the next one, and he's like he's really highly rated. Like, where the fuck did he come from, and why ran out not heard his name for before J.K. Uh, so yeah, he's like ten forty rated. He's a local to like, mm, where Santa Cruz, northern or south. So, yeah, he's playing at the next tournament. He's too. playing in Portland. Yeah, so actually, he is not a full time uh, touring pro. He's like a local pro who tours like that scene. Just the west. Um, I think. Because yeah. he is a full-time, uh, I don't know if it's special needs teacher, but he is a teacher full-time. So he's doing that, but then he goes out to, like, those obviously where he can drive out to. So for this next tournament, he's actually not getting a practice round in because he's teaching, driving up to Portland, playing his first round, which will be his practice round slash first round. So, But he's, he's really good. He's, he's playing the tournament blind on yeah. day one. All right, cool. And like we said, like he knows, like, he, he has all the skills. Um, he's, been, he's, been, he's pretty well known out west, and, yeah. and he is – um, he's kind of um, on the West Coast local swing. A lot of pros know who he is. Um, he's very, he's he definitely has a solid game, all around game. He can bomb too. Um, he could really throw far. Um, and to kind of get back to Hamas, I think that's what t- kind of set him apart was off the tee um, on this tournament. Uh, he is very good, probably one of the best forehands in the game, um, in my opinion, from just watching him on that Pure front. Power. So just so power. Um, the one thing I kind of want to say is. Here's my only problem with Hamas. He's kind of a fucking prick on the course. All right? If, if things aren't going his way, he gets very angry. He gets very emotional. And that's fine. I'm the same way. We all swear on the course and we're all yelling. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is that nobody calls it out to the same level of Nico. And Paul's in the same fucking group. All these people want to hang on Nico and bitch about his thing and how it's bad for the sport. And then you got Hamas and you got Paul McBeth that show emotion. And they're they get a pass, and and I think that's wrong, um, in general. I think that's kind of what Nico has this feeling that there's a Nico hate to him, but you know what I mean. I'm kind of surprised by some of his behavior that he hasn't been called. Hamas. I don't know if he's been called for courtesy, but there's plenty. If you guys have watched the Joe Mess coverage, there's plenty of times where he's getting vocal, he's smacking his disc, he's making it awkward for everybody fucking else on the course, um, and I just think that's in poor form. But I'm glad he got the win. Up and comer, I, you know, everybody says he's young, and I understand his age is young, but he's been on tour for three years. I think he's going to start coming into his own the f- end of this year and the next year, um, and he's an w- awesome talent. Um, I just wish he would reel in a little bit of that or have the same amount of people who criticize Nico for it say it with their chest with every player. If you're going to criticize one, you got to criticize all for the same actions, and he was just as bad. Um, and that's kind of fucking awkward as hell. It's fucking awkward as hell walking in on Jomez. Let alone, I couldn't fucking imagine being with a fucking bag on my back, and this dude's fucking doing this like in a sanctioned event. It's kind of weird. Um, it's just something that I was observing on my notes while I was watching the fucking coverage. Um, I don't know if the rest of saw it or the other people that have it, um, but just a couple of my notes. Well, I don't think he like the when it comes to Paul. I think Paul's goat. They're not gonna call him out on it. He's kind of untouchable. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see them call fo- fault on Paul. You're not going to see them call anything out on Paul. It's just – and I think the reason um, Nico gets called out is because of his history and kind of his, like, his – all he – his character more than anything else. And Paul's just I – mean, he's untouchable. So Yeah, I think it's on the same thing. I think everyone – I mean, Nico's been in the game. One of the longest players still in the game. And, like, he has that history. Like you said, Adam has only been – uh, in the tour for three years, I don't think he's necessarily made 
that his reputation quite yet. Yes, if he's up on league cards doing that type of stuff over and over and over again, I think he'll start – people will be like, hey, man, that's not cool. Maybe. I don't know. I, I know he's got history of, like, pushing cameraman. I'm pretty sure he pushed him. At least he had very strong words with the cameraman before. But he's very – I mean, he's more, more of a hothead out there. Yeah, I'm I, – like I said, I just want more for the fans. And, you know, the pros are going to do theirs, and they're going to have theirs. Granted, you know what I mean? There's a whole different dichotomy that we don't ever see. But as far as the fan base, I, I don't like how a lot of our fan base are kind of picking and choosing why we hate or why we dislike. And it's just wrong when, you, you know, your boy's doing the same thing. That's all I'm going to say. You, we've seen it. It's been on that. On that um, but it well, is let's, let's it stop is. talking about negative. Let's talk about somebody that everybody loves and nobody hates and how good he finished, surprisingly. Fucking blowing balls all this whole year. Me and Jefferson keep drafting him and he keeps sucking the <laughs> yeah, ass. Every time. But uh, how about uh, KJ USA, Mr. Captain I America? Did, I, did, I was a little worried where he's going to say when he's blowing balls. I'm uh, like, yeah. where's he going on this one? <laughs> yeah, he, he's so bad. He's been so bad. But he actually had a good finish. Like, top three? Five? What, five? What, it was, I think took, he tied for we, we third. Hit right, we, tied for we, third. It tied was right third. up there. Fix it. I know. It, it was. Uh, I believe he tied for th- – no, no, uh, yeah, tied for third. Um, with a minus 30, so he's only three strokes off the lead. He put together three solid rounds and actually kind of choked the he, final he, round. He, he didn't tie. He took third. Oh, yes, he took third. He, Sorry. he took third. He did not tie. Sorry, yes. So third place all to himself. Um, but, yeah, like, like you Man, said, I don't know finishing above say, Paul Macbeth. I don't know yes. if you could say choke when it's De La in a lot of times. You know what I mean? You get some funky kicks. You get some funky stuff like that. He did have some bad throws in the final round. He um, shot eight strokes over the previous round, yeah. seven strokes over. I mean, so he obviously didn't do his game plan for the first two days. So I would consider that choking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. It is a little bit of daylight. There he was, was tied some going into the final round, too. So yep. he kind of let it go a little bit. That being said, also another big name who had a top ten finish, actually top five finish, uh, as he tied for fifth place, the 2018 world champion Greg Barsby. Haven't seen his name up there. Barbs. Bar- the Barbarians, as this first yeah. fan base is called. Haven't seen his name up there. I don't think really at all this year. Not that I'm not ringing a bell, but it's good to see him up there, as well as another two notable finishes. Drew Gibson, uh, Quinn and I, or Swiss and I, actually dove deep into Drew Gibson's stats earlier because we didn't know how good he actually season was going, and it was actually fairly well. Yeah, no, Drew is, ha- is putting together a quality season, not outside the top ten um, in most of the tournaments he's played. Um, and he's kind of like sneakily getting under people to where like people just aren't realizing how good, you know, we always kind of put Drew Gibson in that tier below or kind of the edge riding that edge, but the man's putting together a solid season. Granted, I know this is kind of his swing. He is a West coast guy, so this might be a little bit in favor of him, but hopefully he carries it on for the remainder of the year. Um, and he throws the best mid range. In my opinion, as far as throwing, what does he throw? The zone, I think. He throws the buzz. The buzz, yeah. Sorry, the buzz. That's it. Probably better than anybody. So. Yeah, and uh, Jefferson's boy had a top 10 finish, Ezra, which is really surprising. If you told me that Ezra was going to have a top 10 finish at a course, I wouldn't have picked De La. <laughs> no, he, 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 he would not have picked. I would not pick that. That's, that, was, that was pretty surprising. Yeah. Not only that, but he had an awful first round, so. I think he it shot got, minus one. He came back. It kind of seemed like a lot of people had a bad first round. Yeah. yeah, yeah Everyone yeah, except yeah. Hannes, who shot. Yeah. I think the, he shot the best round out of all three days the first day. Yep. No. And, really and you surprising. had some of the notable names that we kind of did mention. Um, you know, you had Ricky having his worst finish of the year. Heinberg also had his worst finish of the year. Um, 
thus far. Heinberg ruined his stretch of uh, top five finishes. He ended that streak. Where, where did he place? He's like 30-something. Yeah, he's down there, man. Maybe page three or four. He didn't. He didn't help my craft a card. No, did he? Thirty third place, Calvin Duck. So that was his worst in a really long time. Yeah. And someone else who, when I was watching coverage, just did not look like themselves, especially not this year, was Ricky. Yeah. He was not hitting with the putts that are Ricky putts, which was very surprising. Hopefully, he can bounce back, but it just seems like. And you kind of Ricky. This isn't a new course for Ricky. You would have kind of thought that he would kind of know the lines and kind of placate him to him, but you know what I mean? It, it is what it is, and, you know, you're here to move on. Yeah. And Ricky's going to be back up there, yeah, you know what I mean? Two of the top 50 boys, both taking outside the top 10, which they're not used to. Uh, Ricky taking 14th and Calvin taking 33th. So that being said, the savior of Minecraft card team, Paige Pierce, coming up clutch, which I drafted her in the first round. It was and a good pick. It was either her or Calvin, and I guess I made the right pick. Mm-hmm. Paige Pierce winning her third tournament in a row. So this was a very hard course for the FPL. They played the exact same layout as the MPL. So obviously we're looking at these scores, a lot of them, not as impressive as what we've been seeing. Dayla is a super hard course. It's We're seeing all these low scores, uh, what we're normally then seeing too, and they're playing 24 holes. So they're playing yeah. more holes, yeah. and they're not getting as many birdies, too. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to see. Like, uh, when it came to the craft of the card, like, you, like, scored 60. And I know, like, one of my winnings, I had, like, 98 almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just ridiculous like, how how much lower the scores were just by looking at it that way. Yeah, and, De- I mean, Dela Dela's a hard course, like I said. Uh, it's actually so hard that none of the FPO, the final round, shot under par. I think Paige did the best shooting plus one. So, yeah, Paige winning her third. It seems that Paige is in prime. She's hunting down the, the sixth world championship that's going to be in Utah this year. I'm she's got that documentary coming out, man. She's got she's to get that shit right for all the cameras. All the lights are going to be on. She's going to fucking be on a tear for the remainder of the season. Guarantee. We saw a lot of the time this the FPO has been uh, kind of really – there's been a new winner every tournament, and now it seems like the back half has been – Page, page, page. So let's see what's going to come up in the next tournaments to follow. Yep. And Cat had a had a, another quality outing, another top five finish, doing Cat things. But I think the other breakout was Juliana Corver, the Hall of Famer herself. Um, played the one the week prior uh, with the female 40 division, won the week prior, decides to enter the FPO on this one, um, and she finishes third. As a 40-year-old-plus Hall of Famer female disc golfer, awesome to see, awesome to lay out. Now, I grant, I know she's a West Coast girl, but fucking it is great to see that she could still hang her own um, and finishes in the third place. It's strong. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, very impressive outing for her. She only lost to Paige by six strokes. And like, it's Dela. Yeah. That's great. And, like, she's been just not been playing – FPO lately, she, like I said, she's been playing F40 or not playing at all for a couple of years now, but she's kind of seen in the full kicking in, and I hope that she's out there competing with the rest of these FPO field. Guys, man, I also want to point out for all the ones that are saying, oh, you know what I mean? We're, we're only pointing out that the girls didn't go negative. I would hate to see my fucking score three days on Dela. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I couldn't imagine... I, I'm fuck, yeah, I'm beating. I'm fucking considering what we threw at Idol. Yeah, I was about to say, what, yeah. what do you think is going to be a harder course, Idol or Dela? There's the only the only saving grace with Dela a little bit is that the holes are fairly aren't that distance. They're only what like two, two or three par fours, so you don't yeah. have that much distance. It's just you're fucking down a hill 200 feet. 
whether or not you can get fucking, yeah. you know what I mean, throw a tomahawk up. I, yeah, I'm Full probably going to go De La. Always. Always, Always and dude, forever. There's no way. Man, you guys, you guys need to watch that coverage because there's some of those angles where you miss this 25-footer. It is down 225 feet right behind it. And if there's no way, even if you hit metal, you're fucking going down. Yeah. Uh, there's no such thing as like, yeah, I'm laying up for days. <laughs> yeah, but days. you know what? Conrad aced. And Conrad, hit me- and Conrad hit metal the day before. Yeah. yeah. Conrad, man, he is, an, I feel like he probably has the most age for an uh, on tour. Yeah, he's when, we went to, when we went to Worlds, he not only hit metal on one hole the same day. And splashed out. Yes. I was in front of that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah, man. That the whole course shook on that one. Yeah. That was fucking wild. That was he's wild. He's been shooting well as well. Yep. Yes. And he's starting to yeah, his putter game and throwing his putter game is obviously unlocked when you're throwing that. Um and even even on day three, he ran it on day three and he was he was there. <laughs> he yeah. was just he was just a few inches off. That's one thing he about Con- that, yeah, one thing about Conrad's out. game is like we said, we talked about full said, he's going for those putts. Oh, yeah. it, it might punish him at times, but he is throwing drives to the pin and putting to the basket. He yeah. doesn't care what the backstop is, is or anything. It's funny that you say that because, honestly, on the course coverage, he ran it. And, man, he ran one to death where yep, he just yep. airballed it. Yep. And then he laid up after. <laughs> he learned his lesson real quick right after that. As much as you guys say that, that that's what fucking Daylight did to yeah. him is he learned that real quick the rest of that round. And, man, that final round was definitely rough for him. Um, and you could see it on his face. Daylight just got to him on that final round. But he is coming in strong. And I'm not surprised on that course because it's all putters, mids, fairways. And, and that's his game. His 100%. Game. All right, talking about De La, which, I mean, a lot of people complain about the course, if it's too hard, if it's too wooded, if it's even a disc golf course. But we're going to the Portland Open, and as Paul McBeth said himself, it's another golf course. It's no fun. It's a long bomber. It's like like we've seen in the past few tournaments. It's just a golf course where the people who could throw the farthest are going to win. You're going to have to navigate those fairways, put yourself in the green, and guys, every single tournament we've seen, the person who wins – it's always the person who makes the most C1 putts. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter if you're putting yourself up there, but the putting is what brings the home championship. Is do you I'm sorry to get a little off subject if I'm cutting you off. You're good. But do you think the tour or necessarily these tourney directors are they just trying to answer for the new distance of the pros and that's why they're tending to go to golf courses? Is this like their response to trying to shorten the strokes or, you know what I mean, create less birdies for lack of a better term? You know what I mean? Or is it just because it's a scenic property, you can work things in and you can kind of have a little bit more freedom to do the course layout the way you want to do? Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit of catering towards the long distance. I mean, that being said, I mean, uh, maybe it's just me or not, but I mean, f- it's not fun to watch a golf course. I would rather watch Dela over any of these golf courses any day of the week. I really and I truly believe this, that a lot of the DGPT, because they handpick the tournaments that they get to decide, it's not a surprise to them. It's not what they're handing them. They handpick it. I think they are picking what's going to do the best for their live coverage because that's what brings a lot of their revenue in. That's what I mean, they have a subscription service where they have to provide live coverage. I understand they can't provide uh, tourney coverage to Dela. They're losing out on the – I mean, they're not being able to give out a product. 
But that being said, like I said, I mean, I would rather watch De La 100 times over than another one of these golf courses. So that, that's why I think that there's more golf courses and open-style courses rather than a bunch of wooded because it's easier for the live coverage. That's what I was, that was what I was thinking of the exact same. It's, it's easier to put out a product with those courses than having to work around, and it's easy for people, easier for people to show up to that product yeah. than it is for the other yeah. ones. And that, that's... And I think it's stupid because I feel the exact same way. I'd rather f- watch a, a narrow ace run fucking through trees. You have to get it through trees, but you still can get it like that course over something like this. And I think w- we might be in the minority in that one. Wow. I, I, I hope not. Because I think we might be I – th- I think at least they must think that – they would rather see people bombing the yeah, throwing I, 600 I, I, feet. It's kind of like home runs. People yeah, fans, like the fans yeah, want to see yeah. bombs. True. I, I, yeah. I kind of get Girls it. Girls dig long. I, I will. I will say that. <laughs> I will say the um, the last golf course prior to De La was probably one, the best one on the season. Oh, that was. Uh, why can I not think of it? Was that OTB? O-T- OTB Open. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jensen I mean, Park. Okay, I think it was. That was the. That was. So that are you, is that a golf course? Yeah. It was. It was, but it didn't feel like it was a well, golf course. No, the golf course that it was, yeah. the one we went to, uh, where we whatever tournament we went to, that's a golf course. I don't know what we went to. You we went we to Ledgestone. Yeah, right? that was a golf course. Yeah, that's a golf course. That's not a golf course. No, <laughs> no that's, that's just, just a park. park. Yeah, it's a park. D- yeah, but it plays like a golf course. I mean, nah. I, I see what you're saying. It's a, as far like, as like it's a mixture, though. Yes, it, yeah. yes, but I. Like you yeah. could put a golf course there, and then nobody, nobody will mess with you. Yeah, I agree with like, you. like yeah. it plays, it plays like a golf course. There is a couple wooded holes. Yes, I agree with you. It's but open. it's not what. Not See, the I, I think not like, the, I, yeah, no, and that's why almost I think that like, but that style is like perfect in my opinion. It's like Fairfield. Yes. You start open, yes. you go wooded, you go back to some yes, open. It, it's, it's, it's a perfect mixture. It's a perfect mixture. And I yeah. think the other thing that you lose with golf courses that we all love here in this room. Is elevations you yeah. miss elevations, or as you know, I mean, you could put a fucking pin on top on the crest of a top of a hill and have it roll away to OB, but that's not an elevation change. You're, you know what I mean? To where it greatly affects, and that's all Dayla was, and that's why it was some of the best coverage to watch as far as post coverage. You know what I mean? Because it's also fun to see the pros struggle. And I think it's one thing where um, to talk about why we like like the style of course we like to watch is because that's the courses we play. We don't yeah. play yes. golf courses here. We play those style courses. Yeah. And that might be yeah. like because that's our area. Yeah. And maybe if we – I mean – And see, that's why I think we're in the minority because of – you think if they were going to – because they didn't have any coverage. So you think if they were to have coverage of the courses they think is going to do the best. Yeah, true. Like, like they're like, oh, this this is not going to get – this will get the Midwest Midwesterners, but it's not going to get the coast because the coast play golf courses. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's an interesting topic to go through. Um, but that being said, we got a little off topic going to the Portland Open Quinn intro, uh, the Craft a Card segment. Guys, our Craft a Card segment is our fantasy draft style. Um, craft blah. The Craft a Card segment is our fantasy style pick'em where we draft a card of our own. We have three straight rules. Um, one is being you are only allowed to repeat one of your players from the previous tournament. Rule two is you have to pick somebody outside who outside the top 10 in the previous tournament. And last but not least, you have to represent the FPO at least with one of your picks. We are doing the Portland Open. The winner of last one, Jay, went back-to-back, like he said, with his 
with his page pick, in yeah. all honesty. That's yeah, what saved that, him. Yeah, that's um, so... J.K. went from not winning at all to having a back-to-back run, so he will have the last pick. Reed finished in last place, mostly because of Girthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, <laughs> I forgot about him. He didn't do much better. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so Reed will be picking first. I will be picking second, and Jay will finish it up. Reed, who is your first pick for the Portland Open? I think it's pretty easy um, because he's also outside the top ten. I think I'm going to pick Ricky. I don't think I'll, you'll ever get that much of a steal where I, where I already get to use my outside the top ten pick and have Ricky and have it be a possible favorite yeah. to win the tournament. Yeah, yeah that's pretty so, good. Yeah, so that's, that, <laughs> that is the reason I'm picking Ricky. I've had I've debated with myself, but that that is true, and it helps me with people that I can pick later that I don't, so I can choose one of my old de- teammates. But uh, Ricky White Socket is my first pick. Guys, I've been telling everybody on the text chain before this pod that I'm going to go Fierce Pierce pick two. And I am going Fierce Pierce. Thank God. (laughs) Pick number two. (laughs) That was not a bluff. I will take her and let her go on the four train. That's that's a good pick. Because I had Paige written down. I was like, man, again, it's either going to fuck me, which would be genius. And I thought that this was a super tight wooded course because that's the pictures I saw. That was not the case. It's an open bomber. And Paige probably doesn't win this. Yeah. However, I think they're both of the courses are the longest courses on the year thus far. And she throws it very far. Yeah. But if it was wood, I was like, oh, perfect. Someone's gonna pick her, and she sucks in the woods. <laughs> Things would be great. And that was not the case. And that was like my little secret. And then you, I watched uh, a little bit of it. But yeah. So with my pick, then I'm gonna go Eagle. That's a good pick. He won OTB Open. I think it's pretty much similar layouts with the golf course. He could bomb. Eagle's on another level, man. He's on a new level. He's on a new level. Man, fuck. Come on, dude. <laughs> fuck. I hate both these guys. <laughs> Why do you always make me pick Um, I don't trust Heinberg because he sucks balls. So I'm going to have Ricky versus pa- Ricky versus Paul on my card. Wow. That's not that bad. Is that locked in? <laughs> yes, that's locked uh, Mr. Hay Fever, good luck. <laughs> he has bad allergies in Portland, evidently. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whatever, he he'll does. take fucking Claritin. <laughs> <laughs> he should be a, that should be one of his fucking yeah. sponsors, Claritin. Yeah, you'll, you'll see it. You'll be wearing a Claritin shirt. Uh, Claritin clear. All right, so that gives me my repeat is out of the way and my top ten. I'll take Heinberg. Cool. Uh, with that, I'm going to go Katrina Allen because she can bomb. No. I was thinking about picking two females. Um, cool. That was that was a nice pick. Um, damn. All my three, man. All, all my second tiers are fucking still there. All my the rest are there too. That's why I felt confident with Katrina. I know. So, I know because she was on my list too. So I take her off. I was actually thinking about drafting Katrina. Um, fuck. You wanna know what? If I don't draft him, I'll be upset because he's gonna fucking be <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna go uh, James Conner. Wow. So that's, my, that's my second. That's your double. Yeah, that's my double. Like, yeah. Well, I, I'm not. I won't say my my voice, but I want I want to talk about my second tier because I want to see how you guys pick them. All right, I got my second tier ready too, so we can. All right, so good. that's on me. Oh man, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna take Simon Lazat. So Jada can't get him. Yeah, it's 
thought about that too. Yeah, he was lined up second for me, but we talked about him earlier. This dude fucking bombed. He's had a good season. Drew Gibson's on no, my no. team. Those were my two debates. I was, tw- I was twisted. Whatever one you didn't pick, yeah, I was yeah, on either my way. team. So I'm cool with that. I thought I had a better chance of him falling back than was that. But. So my female. Um, fuck. She can't be crappy two times in a row. Kayla King. <laughs> no, you didn't want to do that one. No. You really and didn't want to do that. That's your girl. One. I know. I know. I, I, had to, I don't know. I just, I trust her more than any other. Like, when we did the all-female one, and I just saw. What, this one right here? No, I'm not drafting this. <laughs> that's Fuck. funny. Kona. No, it was it was it was either gonna be her or Holcomb. She could throw far. I, I could definitely and, see But that. no, I'm gonna go. I'm oh, gonna go Haley King. I don't, cause cause of the other female, the, cause of the all female one we did, and to see how bad, uh, how how not how far away the fucking field is. Yeah. How it's the top three, and then usually the rest. And the Haley King's in the top three most of the time. I can't. Because, again, it's Paige, Haley, Katrina. Those are the three females that have been picked almost every single time. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I picked Ohan once. Yeah, okay. we pi- I picked Kona once or twice. Okay, I think that was when there wasn't all three of them in there. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Th- so I'm just saying with all three. Th- I, with all three of them in there, I don't think we can pick out of anybody else besides those three. And... It does happen where they, the other people, like this last tournament, other people are in the top, but... It's unpredictable. Yeah. And that's when I get fucking balls. Oh, th- there's somebody that's going to get really ballsy and fucking just hit the lottery one time. And and that'd be so cool. I know. That'd be, be like, I'm going to pick Danielle King and Keen, or, and then she wins it all. I don't know that, where you're looking. That, that girl right there. Danielle King. I don't Keen. know who that is. See? Um... Hokum was also coming off of injury, and I think it was like the last two tournaments she was signed up for, and she didn't even play. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know if she played last week or not, but yeah. So good pick. Good um, pick. Yeah. cool. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm gonna do it. I wish I could. I wish I could ride the Kyle Klein train further, but I already got Heimberg. Yep, I, that's why I didn't. <laughs> I think of <him> yet. <laughs> and. I guess I'll take Adam Hammes. He's got enough uh, backhand and forehand um, to compete on a distance course, and you know his puck game is going to be up there with everybody else. All right, my last pick. Give me Klein. Give me my boy. That's Woo. another man. Klein is coming, guys. He's <laughs> legit. Yeah, Klein Too is legit. legit. Too that, legit that was one of my major notes and takeaway of watching coverage is that Klein is no joke, um, and he's got a well-developed game my opinion so who, who's your second tier that you're talking about well, who the, do you have the zot i have jones because of how well he did and i had that dude proctor nice because uh, i'm like i'm like man i thought about it with my last one i went Lazat just because i kind of wanted it, i think I'd, I'd have more fun watching it yeah he, he was he, he was could pick, he yeah. could win it it went, it went Con- conrad the zot proctor jones the only thing about proctor which i really did want to pick him He's playing the first round blind. Yeah. So you don't know what's going to happen. He's going to fucking goat run it. Like, he's going to like it. <laughs> like, he's just going to have the hot I, round and just fucking crush. I, ho- I hope he's in the top. I hope so, too. I, Let's do another round. I, I, would, hey, man. 
I'll be honest. I would not be surprised seeing Proctor on second or third card. I hope so, man. I hope he just blows up and tours. That'd be awesome. All right, well, well let's do it. Who do you think is going to win? I'll pick Proctor oh, to yeah. win it all. Yeah, our go-to dub. Yep, I'm going to pick Proctor to win it all. I really think Eagle's going to win it. Yeah, man. Eagle's I genuinely a, do. Eagle is a safe pick. Um, I've been – man, I, I think Paul's on the verge. I was talking to Jay earlier. Paul's on the verge, and I don't know if it's this one or the next one, but Paul's coming. I think his putt's getting in there, so I'll pick Paul. And if I was hoping for anyone to win, it'd be Proctor, because that'd be the funnest. <laughs> I'd pick Proctor, too. <laughs> that'd be the uh, funnest. My, my root for? Uh, maybe Nico? <laughs> no, if I, if, I, if I could pick like anybody who I want to win, it'd probably be Conrad. Just he needs a breakout win. Yeah. I got, he's Conrad. always up there. He just needs to like solidify I, he, he's it. Been doing, he's been doing really well. He's been, you know, have he's, you seen that new stamp? Which, oh, his new one? I yeah. New one. Yeah, he just, it, it was like a special release in like some box thing. Yeah. They might have Conrad discs too. at Delwood, to be honest. That would be dope. I might. I don't know. Doesn't it? You got to support, bro. I know. I, I, would love, I would love to have it. I, I, shit, if that if that Frisbee was fucking had, at the core, at the, yeah. the diner one, if that was like 35 bucks, I would have broken my fucking. I know you would have. I would have broken my Twitter. I know. I was it, it was dope ass fucking. It was a Conrad stamp, dope ass fucking tie dye, for six five bucks. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that because I don't know how it works. If it, it's a lot of disc for just or a lot of money for a disc. That guy, had, that guy had the fucking disc game locked down down there. He had yeah. no competition. Yeah. But like how does gas? Man, you got fucking. How do, you got ledge stones there. How do gas stations or somebody not yeah. just start packing the hell out of discs? It's yeah. kind of surprising. Hmm. But anyway, with that being said, let's jump to some dream doubles. This is Kirby's Disc Golf World coming to you from the greatest city in the world. Starts with a C, ends with an O, and in the middle, a HACAG. Dream doubles is where you take a part of pop culture. We pick our best, pick our worst, and pick who we want to be from that aspect of pop culture. Growing up in Chicago, we got to watch the greatest uh, teams of all time. We got the Bears, the Bulls, the Cubbies, the Sky, and I think the Blackhawks and White Sox play here too, but I'm not for sure. Um, so this week we're doing Chicago athletes. I'm going to start off because I never get to. My worst, my worst uh, Chicago athlete, he is not the worst because he is a mediocre outfielder that nobody remembers. He's not a worst because uh, – Jefferson's father got an autographed jersey from him from a brother for no reason at all. He is not the worst for missing a fly ball and sending the Cubs wait, making the Cubs wait another 13 years for a, for another World Series. I'm talking about Moises Alou. You want to know why he's the worst? Why is he? Tell the us worst? why, Reed. Because he urinates on his hands, or in El Español, orinas in manos, or in French, urin. And us mains. Yeah. <laughs> I want no part of that. I don't want to high-five my partner after he pisses on his hands. Fuck Moises Alou. And then, okay, to, uh, I'm going to say why he pisses on his hands because I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. <laughs> he pisses on his hands to prevent blisters. That's why he pisses on oh. his hands. Fun fact. So he'll never have blisters when he's throwing. Yeah. but I got blisters on my fingers. But his hands will be covered with piss. He's also a career 303 hitter, which is pretty okay. That's pretty good. And he's he, pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. I know. So he uh, played his dad, from... His dad is a famous yeah, he, coach. He played player. from 2002 to 2004, and he was an all-star in 2004. 
but he played with the Cubs those years. Yeah, so he played with the Cubs. No, he played. He had a long career. Yeah, he played 18 years. Finished with the Mets. So, uh, who wants to do the next worst? <laughs> I'm going to keep jumping on the Cubbies train here. <laughs> Cubs who were, uh, Cub fans who were around during the Sosa reign understand how untouchable he was in Chicago sports fandom. We all celebrated his towering home runs, his large smile. We, and, but we all knew deep down who he was, what he was doing, but we all pushed that to the side because we all like dingas. But Sosa was the worst then and certainly the worst disc golf partner. Don't get me wrong. Sosa would bomb off the tee. He would probably spend as much time appreciating his drives as you do the size of his head. Yeah, that's a symptom of steroids. But he would be such an egomaniac that, it is, that it's all he would do is be just his drive. He would not be able to pay any attention on anything else because nobody was paying attention to him. He'd be terrible at all other aspects of the game. And when questioned, all of a sudden, he wouldn't know how to speak English anymore. He would only throw with tampered blizzard crates just because he can get that weight down so he can make sure he gets that extra distance. And he would lie about his lie. And he'd be so bad at cheating that it wouldn't even be fun or competitional. Everybody would just be calling out and it'd be over. Sammy Sosa, where's this golf partner? He'd also have annoy he'd also have his boom box with him and playing yeah. fucking <laughs> Disc golf been very, very good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll jump right to my worst, which happens to be a third cow cub. Man, that says a lot about fucking because we're all Cubs fans. Yeah. Where that says a lot about fucking Cubs culture and, and how we view our team. Hmm, fun fact. The one time we don't need El Mago to be doing wild things, we all know Javi Byers would be the guy to run a forty five foot death putt into the water, and straight airball it. Sure, don't get me wrong, he'll have a smash, one out of a hundred throws, but the rest of the time, he's absolutely no help to anyone. And I don't need no rage monster on my team missing 10-foot tap-ins. Sure, he'll have the one glorious one that he won't be able to shut up about. Javi Baez, where's disc golf partner? Guys, this is not too long ago from his rundown play. And my buddies who listen to this pod would not be happy with me not acknowledging that was a terrible defensive play. That was he awful. did nothing. That was like 30% Javi and 70% just being bad at baseball. No, that was just <laughs> that, that was Javi. That was just them being like, oh, what's that guy doing? Let's follow him. Like, hold up, hold up. Where are you going? Just you terrible. They just forgot how to play baseball. Like, so everyone's making him out to be like, oh, the fucking magician. Yeah, it's yeah, a I was listening to the radio. They're like, it's going to be a, the Javi Baez play. And then for a brief time, it'll be, I forgot the pitcher's, uh, the first baseman's name. But the whatever the first baseman's name, it'll be his play. And then it'll go back to the Javi Baez play. There'll be a time where it's like, yes, this is his fault. He's an idiot. But he's an idiot. Yeah. I don't even there think you go. in the rules. Right. Who wants to start beat? I can go beat. I'll go my beat. Yeah, beat. My beat is the no-tippin' Scotty Pippen, the greatest player Phil Jackson and Jordan made. I enjoyed those championships as much as the rest of you, but Pippen is overinflated and needs to be taken down a bit. Pippen did not deserve to be on the Dream Team. He did not deserve to be a top 50 NBA player. And I know that might upset some of you, but it needed to be said. And apart from looking only at his faults, Pippen would be a solid disc golf player. He would be 
just like his defensive game in the NBA, he would hit every fairway. He would be solid on his drives. His putt game would be there. You would not be able to gain that many strokes in his play. The only thing that you got to do is just fucking hold on. Keep pace. Wait till the end. And when the stress gets to him, Pippen ain't showing up. He's not getting off the fucking bench. Scotty Pippen, my beat. Or he's just going to walk off on the disc golf course. Quit playoffs. Yeah. Scotty Pippen. Yes. I, I had to make sure that was specified because you said Scotty Pippen and he, wa- I thought he walked that, I thought that's what it was implied by him giving up in the end. But. Oh, I thought I was sitting down the bench. But I was gone. <laughs> All right, my beat. Uh, I'm going after a whole group of fans. Or I'm going to say fans because they're not real fans. I hate the one team I hate in Chicago more than anything else. And it's not the White Sox being a Cubs fan. It's the fucking Blackhawks. I'm sorry. There is absolutely no Blackhawk fans in this world. It's all a fucking joke. The only time they are relevant, the only time you hear anything about them is when they're fucking in the Stanley Cup Finals. And that's the only time. No, nobody gives a fuck about them otherwise. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. You're going to be like, yeah. I'm like, how many Blackhawks are going to be like? Exactly. Fuck you guys. But I'm going after their first round pick in 2007, Patrick fucking King. He's my beat. One, because he's the golden child of the Blackhawks, and he's a fucking douchebag. This motherfucker has also, uh, he has a arrest in uh, Buffalo for beating up a cabbie, him and his cousin. He also has a, on his record, we don't know what really happened. He has a sexual assault charge. I couldn't really find out what happened after. Like, But he's just... He paid her. Yeah. yeah, so he's just a douchebag, and I don't want. I just want to beat his ass. And because there's no Blackhawks fan, I'm not doing this for the sheer, sheer clout I'm gonna get from it. I'm just doing it because I fucking hate the guy. He is an asshole. Fuck Patrick Kane, and fuck Blackhawks. Yeah. And you wanna know what? I can say all this shit because there's no Blackhawks fans out there. Nah, I don't know about that. No, I love Blackhawks. I don't know about that one. Nobody loves Blackhawks. Big Blackhawks guy. Oh, also, hockey players make the worst disc golfers. It's just a fact. Where's their ice on the course? Come on now. <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> Fucking tennis players are the best disc golfers. Hockey players are the worst disc golfers. Bam. Boom, right down. My beat is to one White Sox player that has struck fear in the hearts of Cubs fans as much as he struck them out. Chris the Whip Sale, one of the best Chicago pitchers ever. He would definitely be throwing bombs with his eagle-like stature, but not only all that, he's kind of a dick. Cutting up his jersey, acting like the king of the world, and I want him to be just like all his world, all his Cy Youngs. Second place, as I beat the fuck out of him on the course. Chris Sale, fuck that guy. Yeah, that was pretty good. Fuck Chris he Sale. would be, man, he'd have like a forehand like eagle though. You know he'd just it. be mashing. Dude, he's got like just. He's got like that. Like, he kind of yeah. like goes side oh, of shit. Bro, he'd fucking. Okay, and we also have to. It. If we're talking about some Chicago sports, we gotta talk about some actual Chicago sports players who play disc golf. Because there's yes. two two of them that I know of. Uh, Dylan Cease on the Chicago White Sox. Big yes, he's a big he disc crushes. golfer from the South. Um, there's photos of him actually with a pin on the field during like BP. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is the European. Bulls player Laurie Markinen also plays disc golf. Yep. He won't be a bull for long, though. <laughs> no, he's, the, yeah, he's not going to be long. You better hit him up while you still can. I already did. You got no, <laughs> got no reply back. Damn, fucking. 
Next, got to go on to the White Sox guy. And I wear my Cubs jersey when we play. He used to be a Cub. Um, he traded oh, really? him. Yeah, nice. they, they uh, traded him when Quintana. Yep. He, was, he was a Cub. Nice. Well, he was a prospect. All right. Now we jump in. Uh, Jumping right yeah. into the best discovery. Wants, wants to lead the way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead, Swiss. Okay. Swiss. Swiss. I'll give it to Swiss. Oh, hey, I already tied it. We're, we're good. Right, who I'm going to take the best athlete and the best person in Chicago sports history, and that's Walter Sweetness Payton. He's the best running back in NFL history. Fuck Emmett, and fuck anybody who says any differently. He is the best athlete we listed, and he would shred the course with his kangaroos on. This dude would run up every hill, chase down every disc, and even with the bad throws, he would become – it would just – Unfaze him and come right off him, just like the defenders. The dude would definitely be cocky and talk his shit. Super Bowl Shuffle had the best fucking lyrics in the fucking song. But Peyton would also be the best because he's the best being. Fuck, the NFL even named the Man of the Year award after him. This man was the greatest of all time. No one has ever said anything negatively about him. His charity work still continues and contributes to the society. The man is a champ on and off the field. Walter Payton is my best. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I'm going to go with my best. Uh, I'm going the one that has the most fun character of Chicago's best team of all time. I'm going with Dennis Keith Rodman. Let me start out by saying I went two years as Halloween as Dennis Rodman. (laughs) So I think it... He would maybe not be the best on the course, but he'd be the most fun, and that's what I'm going with for this best. Because I'm doing Chicago athletes, so I'm gonna do somebody I fucking, I want, I want to just fucking hang out. His stories, his fucking, I mean, he was part of the greatest team of all time in, in NBA. In NBA, he's also really tall. You wanna know what? I think he actually may be playing disc, plays disc, played disc golf before, so I think he would be able to bomb. I think he'd be pretty good. Might not be the worst person, but. And, actually, I do know he played disc golf before because that's where he got the name The Worm from and about the uh, jiggly motion of his throws. He actually got kicked off his high school basketball team and then he was going to become pro in disc golf. But he had a huge growth spurt in the college, at college and they're like, hey, you should play basketball. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll play basketball. And, the rest. and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> Can I ask how what was your Halloween costumes of Dennis Rodman? Uh, dyed hair, um, boa, bulls jersey. Gotcha. It's funny because you didn't darken your skin or anything no. really <laughs> weird, Whoa. right? Whoa, right. yeah. cool. Man. That's kind of insensitive, Quinn. Why would you? Why would you, you go in as Rodman? <laughs> it's funny because Dennis Rodman actually does play disc golf. PDGA Rodman. He's a yeah. he, he's a very big advocate of. The Halo Polecat coming to an OVO, but <laughs> he's still weighing on it. <laughs> also, the only person that talks about Brody and Foundation more than us. Nice. He's he's also blocked by all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> he's very crit- – I mean, he's, he's out there. He's really out there. But, guys. The Halo Polecat's a solid it, reference. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> guys, do we need to say who is the greatest Chicago sports disc golfer of all time? Arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. And yes, I said arguably, but we'll go down that hole some other day. And the face of Chicago sports. Michael Jordan would crush everyone in every way. 
bombing drives, smashing putts, and winning gold. Six-time champ, five-time MVP, 14-time All-Star. Should I continue? Yes. Okay, 10-time first team, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, all while smoking the fattest cigar his money could buy. And if that doesn't sound like a great time, just crushing every doubles league out there, I don't know what is. Goat. He also comes with the greatest meme. The crying one? Yes. That's that's crying crying one. Meme. He's also a degenerate gambler. So we could win a lot of bets on the course. He does gamble. Who doesn't like a good gamble? Jordan's a good one. $120 on Friday gambling on disc golf. Nice. There you go. So we'd be a perfect team. There you go. Nice. What are we moving on to? Our DSP? Oh, we're going to move right on to the disc pick. <laughs> it's so big. The disc pick is a unique disc review with three separate perspectives. A sidearm only, an intermediate distance thrower, and a bomber player all giving their thoughts on the same disc. They each get ten throws. Ten throws! Everybody knows the rules! Three Anheuser, three Anheuser, three flat, and a max distance to really understand the disc. Today's episode, we're going with the Yukin Twin Swords, the double gyro magic. We're going to decide if this actually, the gyro technology, pushes the disc farther. That's what it's supposed to do. And now you got double, so it's supposed to go double the length. Not too sure. We'll see what everyone thinks about that. But the numbers are speed 12, glide 5, zero turn, and a two fade. A distance driver, speed, or it's a, it's very stable. Quinn, does that gyro feel anything to you? Did it feel nice? What's all your thoughts? I didn't really notice the gyro, actually, when I was throwing. And to be fair, my first probably two or three throws was not good at all. I was definitely throwing low. Um, but as far as the gyro feel and things of that nature, I felt no different. It wasn't in my head. It didn't improve my grip or anything along those lines as far as what I felt. Um, after those set throws, those terrible low shots, I did kind of start feeling the groove on it a little bit, um, throwing it a little bit more clean. Um, I think the numbers are fairly accurate. I, I, I do feel that it is a very stable disc, um, and it does kind of fight out of that, and the turn is kind of right there. So um, I think the numbers are consistent with what they say. Uh, it doesn't. It's not going to do anything different than what I got in already in my distance drivers as far as looking at, like, the Mamba and the Hades. So I don't think it's that much of a difference to where I would ever bag it. Um, but shout-out to Yukin because every time I hear that title, I think a Street Fighter. Out of you can. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go. I had to go there. But anyways, um, but as far as for me, you know, I mean, I would not bag. So it is a not for me as far as bag or not. Um, but it is somebody if somebody's trying to get that straight tunnel shot or that straight distance driver at that speed. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it wouldn't be a bad get. Um, but I think it falls in line with some other major names out there with that same stats. Yeah, um, I did not have a good time throwing this frisbee. Um, actually, it was weird because I, I asked how much it weighed because it actually felt really heavy to me. Like even the rim felt heavy. Like like where the gyro is. Like I I don't know if it was just in my head and I felt like the extra stuff on it and it just made me think of it. Made me think of it was heavy. Um, I did not throw it well. If I did throw it as well as I threw my last shot with it, I would bag it in an instant because my last shot was unbelievably good. I don't know what happened, but everything was just dying, and it was not. Good news is we got on recording, so we can copy that bitch every time. (laughs) So, um, but like watching uh, how we throw, like watching them throw it, because I was on one side, they they two were on the other, and we're throwing it between each other. Um, 
watching Jefferson's throws, like Jefferson's throws looked like it was going to die and drop, and then all of a sudden it just kept going. Like it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest freaking thing. And I haven't, I, I haven't noticed it with other discs that he threw. I don't know if it was just this one, but like it looked like it was going to just stop and fall, and then it just kept going. Maybe that's that gyro. I mean, I don't know what, what the technology behind the gyros is. I know it's supposedly supposed to get you more distance. I don't know why, what, but that is what it's advertised for. So, hmm. I think with the numbers, like I said, I think it's supposed to act like a more stable destroyer-ish disc because it has the zero turn. Uh, I got, I mean, if I hazard this thing, I get to hazard and I can get to flip up. Not getting much turn out of it, but it is going straight and it's giving me a consistent fade. It's probably going straight for like 80% of its flight, I want to say. And then it's kind of starting to slowly give me that fade. It's not a hook fade to the left at all. It's kind of just a nice natural turn, kind of what you normally would on a hyzer. But if I throw this thing flat, it's going, like I said, straight. I can barely hyzer flip this thing. But if I'm putting on a hyzer hyzer, it's just going to hold that uh, hook to the left. But overall, I mean, it's it's just normal. It's like that 12-speed disc. Like, I feel like we've, like we've done the Raider. I, I'm trying to think of it if we've done another disc like that, but it's like the Raider, Destroyer, Zeus. It's all the same disc. It really is. It comes down to the feel. When I mean, maybe like in headwinds it'll react different, but overall I feel like they all throw fairly, fairly similar. But yeah, I did not like the feel of the gyro. Like I put in – I just didn't – It, just it felt – the top felt slippery to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys felt that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had no effect. No, that, my uh, thumb, I felt like for when I put it on top, it was just like, it was weird. Because, like, I kind of was playing around with it at my max distance because I thought it was going to slip out early. And it kind of did. I don't like That could have been like, I don't know. It just didn't feel as tacky as the, like, star plastic would. Mm. And I don't know if that, if this is like the only, I'm sure this is the only plastic it, this is in, but I don't, I don't really know much about it. Overall, it's a fun disc to try out. You can try out that gyro. I don't know. It's fun. Give it a go. Yeah, I want to get it. It's a a very, very unique disc. But, yeah, I'm definitely not bagging it. It doesn't – like I said, it's the – We want to do a unique disc. Maybe we should do a turbo putt. I don't think you can find those things, though. We did the rest. That was pretty unique. I will will also – like – But, man, uh, when you got that 13 speed – 12. Or 12 speed, sorry. This may get cut, but whatever. This is me and Utah gets – I would think that if you're going to go that speed, you kind of want that open, just bomb it, flex it out. Why would you necessarily want, like, the straighter version of a destroyer? Granted, I know every course is going to have that at some point, but, like, if you're really dialing in this game like the pros do, that speed, you know what I mean? So my my argument to that, or not my argument, but my explanation is think of a hole, and I know you're going to understand this hole, but the listeners won't necessarily. Hole four at Fairfield. You don't want your disc to turn right at all because then you're in a bad landing zone. So this yeah. disc, if there's a headwind or there's something maybe unconditional where you can't affect it or you can't feel it at the time, this disc is going to fly straight for you and give you that consistent fade. It's, you don't have to worry about it turning and flipping over if you give it too much power. If you give it too much ante, it's coming back no matter what. And that's the argument for mm-hmm. kind of a straighter, consistent fade distance driver. And that, my only argument is, you know, for the most part, people got this type of disc locked in in their bag yeah everyone's got everyone it, has to have it though like you or they have like that flippy version or this version or this version yeah. but they have that one mold this isn't gonna help you know what i mean it's it, nobody's gonna find room for much for this unless it really breaks your mind you know what see I mean? but that's the thing is every company needs that disc you don't have the disc yeah. people are gonna throw your discs yes, this so is true because like Very can true. you imagine like 
a Discraft without the Zeus, then all the, like every single pro throws their Zeus. You can't. I mean, I understand there's a destroyer out there. I think it's really catering towards the if you're gonna sponsor someone, you're gonna want those diehard fans who only throw your disc. You need to have every single slot filled up, and every manufacturer will have this disc at one point. A style of disc. Available. I'm gonna throw the nuke. That's my Eula Berry impression. He always throws the nuke. All right. That being said, I think we can. I think we're good on the disc. I think we're all nodding it. Have you ever found real disc we're really going to slot that already isn't in our bag? I don't think we have. Um. Well, the Aztec I've slotted. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So this this. We also slotted that streamlined one too. Yeah, okay. So the segment has been bringing bag. positive change. Yes. That's that, all that, I want. Yeah. And uh, well, the uh, recluse that we did is. Is in there? Okay. But it's also, cool. we've also picked frisbee. We also picked this that, we slot anyway. Some. Yeah. Like like Quinn um, like we've done the Kegzy that's was a slot, and that was that would have been a. If we started this podcast, that would have been a disc pick before it was a slot. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. All right, cool. I just wanted to know if this, this segment was bringing positive change to our I, I love the Aztec. The Hades is, was a, one. a disc pick, too, but that was going to be a slot no matter what. Cause that was given but Quinn started bagging one, too, now afterwards. I did. So, cool. Just wanted to, I just wanted to give a quick little rundown of that. But we can move on to some putting puzzlers. Putting puzzlers. Hmm. <laughs> I love that part every time. We do that every time? We don't have, like, a cutscene? No. Oh, shit. Fuck, man. <laughs> I would have, like, just saved that up, cut it up. <laughs> but, all right. No, we're moving into buzzers. What do you got, Reed? Um, I like how we just do that self-deprecating call-out. Like, I just, that's my style. Uh, so, we're going to do, we already did two of them, but what Chicago athletes do you think play disc golf? Like, uh, right Besides the two that you've already said, what other Dude, I don't even know who's like. I'm trying to think who's a, a prominent Bulls player right now. Who's like good in the Bulls? I don't. I couldn't even tell you. None of them. Because I was saying, like, like you got like, if you have like uh, someone playing on your team, like a Dylan Cease or, I what's his name, one of the Bulls. Laurie Markkinen. Laurie yeah. Markkinen. You gotta be. You gotta bring a friend out once in a while, yeah, right? So it's gonna be. Uh, let's see. Do I need to look up the Bulls roster no, right no. now? What's, what's the r- a White Sox player? What's the rookie one? Carlos Rendon would probably join Dylan Cease. Uh, no. Um, Ro- uh, Robert or Roberts. I'm gonna go Louis Robert. But he's, I think injured. he's hurt. And then I think the other, the other injured player. What's the other injured player's name? Eloy Jimenez. E- yes, Eloy Jimenez. Ooh, that'd be, that would be cool. He, he'd be a good I will, one. I will say the probably the pro that I want to see most play disc golf, Tim Anderson, shortstop for the White yeah. Sox. He's having a pretty good year. I, that, and I think that dude's like athletically sound. He could just fucking go out there and crush. You want to know what? I hate the guy, but I'm going to go he disc golfs. I hate him as a person. In fact, at a Cubs convention, I got his fucking autograph, and I sold it. Because I hated him so much, and I didn't want to go for after he won the Cy Young. Yeah, I don't like uh, him either. Fucking, uh, he was going to be my beat, actually. Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta probably disc golfs. I could see him having like his own pin at his fucking ranch with his fucking guns and stuff and throw, and throw it himself. Yeah. But, but I don't like him as a person. So. I'm going like Kobe White or like yes, Zach Kobe, Levine. Kobe White. is That's who I was thinking of. Um, yeah. I feel like I got like a, a two-parter kind of goes with the Dream Devils. Yep. Kind of very easy. Um, Michael Jordan of disc golf. Are we all just going to say Macbeth? Is that is he just fit the vibe? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if there's gonna be argument made no, or not. But no, it's, it's okay, fun. then again, this might be super simple too, but it has to be said. Dennis Rodman of disc golf. Corner Nibel. Y'all ain't know. He go by the name of Nicola Castro. All right, cool. We're all just saying yeah, the same thing. Yeah. We had to say it. Yeah, it's. I think it's just on his attire alone. Yes, and his like what he's wearing on the course. Yeah, fly as shit. He's got. <laughs> he's got drip. Yeah. All right, so we're doing more putting puzzlers. We're doing more like just get to know your questions now. So I've started doing. Uh, favorite non-disc golf sport to watch or um, favorite non-disc golf sport okay. wrestling yeah, I think re- like wrestling and baseball my those are my two as far yeah if I'm playing it or what I played yeah but if I was like watching or trying to get entertained um, it's probably gonna go football or poker Poker's a good one. That's poker's not a sport. Oh, poker's a sport. The mental, mentalness. Is horse uh, racing a sport? Oh yeah. Okay. Those horses go crazy. So the so the jockeys aren't athletes. Nope, just the horses. Just the horses. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to. That's wrong. That's wrong. Oh, we got tons of puzzlers yeah. today. Who would you put your life on the line to hit an ace in three throws? Kind of alluded, we kind of alluded to this a little earlier, mm-hmm. too. What would you say? Paul Macbeth. Paul Macbeth. When he wants to ace, that dude can ace. But he plays The guy golf. who does that and proven it way more, Simon Lazat. That's, that's who I was. That was my, that was my gut reaction with Simon Lazat. Um, but you can make a strong case for your guy, too. I know, though. Conrad, I know. And he just aced, so uh, fucking, um, what is it? I guess if you're doing it in tournaments, you could do it for fucking yeah. fun. Um, and, like, he aced in practice, too. They were talking about that the whole time. Really? Yeah, he, he aced in practice. So it aced it. It medaled first oh, round. Oh, this way, the same hole? Aced, oh, the, aced it again and mm. ran it again and just so, so that Wow. Let me go there and I'll fucking have Conrad throw that three Gravity. times. Gravity. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the 215. Still. Yeah, but it's all downhill, right, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, but um, he does it often. Straight yeah. and then just fucking that fade. That looks yeah. fun though. Yeah, and it's all that shot is also different than what most pros are doing. It they're trying to go up the hill and like have it slide down a bit. Yeah, um, that's so what they're I going think I would to the try. left of the tree. This dude rides the tree, <laughs> lets yeah. it fade in. So sick. Yeah, I, he's confident with those putter shots, man. Yeah, man. like I think he's the best putter thrower. Yes. I would say Paul would probably be give him a run. Simon's also up there. I mm. think he's throwing some bombers. Off the tee. Off the tee. Off the tee, sure, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'll give you that. Uh, my puzzler is what is one shot that you would improve in your game right now? One specific shot. I'll give you an example while you guys think. Mine is the uphand forehand shot. Uphand? Uh, yeah, up, up shot. For, yeah. Forehand up shot, sorry. Um, would be my single shot that I kind of do. Where you're caught in that no man's land of like that 130 to within just short of 200. You know what I mean? And you're trying my to. My jam shot. That is like what, that, that is like the one thing <laughs> yeah. I, I have in my game is that shot right yeah, there. That would be my forehand up so I could at least have options. I'm going with my backhand up shot because. 
I force myself to throw sidearm on, on upshots every time because I just feel more comfortable with it. I feel like I have the power more dialed in, but there's times where I'm, like, I'm forcing anhyzers with the zones and, like, trying to, like, do some crazy stuff when there is just an easy hyzer, but I just can't control the distance. I go really far or I'm yanking on a putter and, like, it's just, like, the worst shot for me. I can't throw putter backhands and I really wish I could just nail that in. Um, see, I kind of want that, but I want, I want my backhand more for my drives. So if you guys are going upshot, I want a drive backhand. That th if that's how you're gonna do it, like, sure. Cause I have, especially backhand, like I'm comfortable with my feet planted. I can throw a backhand fine. It's when I get motion, and I think if I if I say a motion backhand, that would just give me too much. much that's more than one shot, cause, y cause your upshots can be. Yeah. So I'm going to go with just I would love to get more of a drive backhand so I can have s it doesn't even have to be as full as my my sidearm. my sidearm. It could be like two thirds of that or or something like that. But I would love to get more of a backhand. In I'm going to put Jay on the spot. OK, because I think Jay knows our game the best. and could probably describe it best. Fuck if you <laughs> could give us each one shot. Same question, but you're giving it to us. I'm what shot would you give to Jesus and I? For Swiss, I'm going off the tee sidearm, and I'm going with a – I think he needs to throw an understable disc flat and let it naturally turn and fade. I think that his approach actually is better than his drive. It's some when he starts the motion. I don't know. I think he, he throws it nose up too much, and he's like kind of – it's just I think the the form doesn't he, come back does straight. A, he, yeah, he, lo he lofts it a lot. Yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's that, how he throws the sidearm. It's really lofty. And that's why I think if he if he could throw something nice and just come back straight, almost like how Sexton throws it, and with something understable, where I think he'll get more success with distance, and then with Reed or Jesus, however you want to call him, um, I think that an understable, kind of the same thing, under make it understable mid range or understable. Um, driver side or backhand where I, it's like basically the exact opposite or I could see um, instead we we need either read to go full fuck the backhand and lefty sidearm lefty sidearm be dope <laughs> I want to know give me the lefty sidearm I'm in for that just completely say fuck the backhand I'm in for a lefty sidearm that'd be fucking awesome okay and one more thing because I was going to say this before Quinn we got a little off topic would you rather have for your backhand you want to improve, would you rather have distance or accuracy? Distance. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I, like, I don't give... Because I, I would... I would just rather have distance because then I know if... Because I always have it. If, if I... Yeah, you can cut some footage off. I know where you're going yeah. with it. You can cut some footage off of the hole Yeah. for a shot that he's yeah. not confident in. Yeah. I can I'm see him why he's saying that. Yeah. Like, at least I know I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? Not granted, you know, so you're kind of... And he's going to only do it when he's forced. So, yeah, yeah cut as much footage off and yeah. fucking scramble for a par at yeah. the at worst, right? Or just be there. Yeah. So yeah. I could see why you, you definitely enjoyed that. Yeah. I would give Reed the Heiser flip forehand. Oh, yeah, that, that's too. I would give Reed... That's why I was kind of going with understable. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was... I, I should have said would, that. Reed, Reed throws a forehand, but he does not have that hyzer flip forehand where it goes flat. And you know what? I think he did that with the twin swords a little bit. 
his last shot. Oh, really? Yeah. On the, on the last shot? Was yeah. It? I, was, I was walking off. Yeah. When so the the last shot was by far my best shot. And I mean, was, that was a perfect high like, like, again, if, if, it, if it flew every time like my last shot, it would go in my bag right now, and I'd be stoked. Yeah. All right, my final puzzler that I have is, do you think playing with better people on your cards make people play better? So, for example, if you're playing on lead card, do you think that just because you're around people, you will play better people? Seeing better lines, seeing better just disc golf in general make you play better throughout the round. I think we see it when we play. I think when we're all on, I think we're all clicking because we're watching each other do it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think as much as, you, you know what I mean, disc golf is a solo sport where you're just trying to beat the course and what's laid in front of you. You know what I mean? Having somebody who can appreciate what you're doing and if everybody starts laying those shots, yeah, man, you're going to want to better it. You're going to want to show them how to do it. You know what I mean? Or keep that train going, especially star frames, right? You don't want to be the fucking guy to break up a star frame. Yeah. Right? So, like, if some if you see the fucking three dudes in front of you, you're like, all right, these guys parked it. I was able to watch what they fucking threw. I was able to get a wind gauge if you're that into it. <laughs> fucking Massive air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I, think it's, I think it's done a lot of times in putts. When you see someone hit, if you're like sitting 30 feet and you see someone 40 feet away, and you see someone hit a 40-footer, you got to be like, all right. I can hit that putt, you know. And I feel like, and I think that same thing happens. That's to funny because it's usually the opposite. They say you got big putted, you know what I mean? But I, I think we, somebody who does that. I think putt. we see it though when we play. I don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't think. I think yes, an audience will make you a better player, but I don't think the audience matters. I think just the audience, because we we've seen it happen, not happen before when you have big no names on big cards and they just shrivel. True. I don't I don't think I think the audience helps. I don't think the audience who's in the audience really matters. When it comes to my opinion. I gotcha. And you, yeah, you see people like on the third card yeah. come up to the lead card stuff like that. I gotcha. My last puzzler is would you rather never throw straight again or never throw hyzer again? Hyzer. You'll never throw Heiser again? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, never throw straight again. I feel like I – I think that I, I kind of thought this was a cop-out answer because if you I throw flip, a Heiser and flip, flip straight, <laughs> is that really a straight shot or is that a Heiser shot? You know what I mean? It's a great debate to have. Yeah. It's a Heiser shot. It's, it's a, a Heiser, Heiser shot. shot. Right? So, yeah, I would probably – because Heiser isn't what the disc does. Heiser is the angle you throw yes. it at. Yes, yeah, I'm probably going to take my straight out and go Heiser. Especially if I'm cool. trying to S-curve, which is funny because I'm not doing that as much. I am throwing a lot more straight lately, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> I'll go back. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm throwing straight. Straight at the Frisbee all the time. It's the only thing I do. There you go. Only thing he does. Full send. All right. We're going to have a theme for the next few ones. Dream breakfast not a breakfast guy (laughs) that being said that being said when i go out for breakfast if it's like usually it's like a a diner where it's like you can order other food i'm going with like a blt because i feel like that's like in between like i'm not getting like a burger yeah i'm not getting the burger i'm not like anything like that but like a nice little blt going or if i have to go breakfast i had um what was this like banana banana pumpkin french toast one time in my life from a fancy restaurant because I was with my parents and I was with a rich friend. 
So we had to go to a nice place. <laughs> and it was phenomenal. They had real bananas. <laughs> banana, <laughs> and it went crazy. Banana pumpkin French toast. That sounds a little out there, man. It does. Okay. Rich people food. Um, so my go-to breakfast order is usually one of two things. It's either French toast if I don't know where the – if I've never eaten at the place because it's hard to fuck up French toast. Um, or I would do like some type of omelet with like mushroom and cheese. But if you're talking like fucking on death row, my final breakfast, breakfast. my dream breakfast, I'm going to go with a bomb ass. Those who don't know I'm vegetarian. So I want a biscuit. Yeah. Sorry. I am now. Good. Thanks. (laughs) 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 I would go with, um, Vegan, um, shit. I, I lost my train of thought. Thanks. Biscuits and gravy. Vegan biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Or uh, vegetarian biscuits and gravy. Yeah, I'll take the cream actually. Yeah. I don't want to go full vegan yeah, on it. Go I'll go vegetarian biscuits and gravy. Um, with crispy hash browns. Okay. Crispy hash browns go crazy. Yeah. Um, I am a big proponent of the biscuits and gravy. I love biscuits and gravy. Um, I'm also a big proponent of my eggs. The yolks have to be runny, and the runnier the better. So I am going to go with I'm gonna go with biscuits and gravy, two eggs basted. <sighs> like, it's a question. <laughs> I know. If anyone should have the answer, it's you. I know too. Um, yeah, but see, like, I also I'm also a big fan of Benedict. If the if the what do you call it hollandaise is not too lemony i fucking hate that <laughs> i i you'll find out i, I i'm really sensitive when it co- comes to citrus and i don't like citrus and mint I my viewers are really good to know reads inner yeah. deep the, the two the two flavors like in savory dishes i can't stand are citrus and mint i can't really stand mint in general but I, i'm cool with like citrus candies but anyways yeah i'm gonna go with biscuits and gravy two eggs basted Give me a side of wheat toast and chocolate milk. Mike, are you fucking like? Are you putting the eggs on top and like? No, you're eating them separate. No, they're separate. All right, I I was fucking. If you savage that like that, oh, people. I know people. Yeah, people People eat that shit. shit. Yeah, true. Have you ever had hash browns with uh, the gravy from biscuits and gravy on it? I've not. It's a southern thing. It's pretty good. It smacks. Uh, in Cincinnati they put chili on, uh, on uh, spaghetti. <laughs> Cincinnati there. sucks. Hot <laughs> 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 take. Right. Any other puzzlers? Any no, other I puzzlers? I think that wraps up episode twenty-four. God the podcast. Twenty-four. Oh, twenty-five. Next one's where we're a quarter way to a hundred. Yeah. We kind of should have done the Chicago one on episode twenty-three. That would have made sense, Jordan. Mm. We don't think that far ahead, <laughs> guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to rate and review on your favorite podcast or app. If you don't rate and review it too. <laughs> Oh, also, he forgot to plug our YouTube station. Oh, I did. We, we got YouTubes now. We do have YouTubes. We're on the YouTubes, so check it out. You can, you can watch us fucking blow balls at fucking Ida Wild. We, we shot like seven off. No, I, I'm, at, I'm in our first round. Yeah. Our first round, we did not shoot well. No, it yeah. wasn't the best. Oh, video's coming up. We was shooting a video on Saturday. We are. Yeah, yeah we're going to do a mukbang. We should, though. That's the thing. We definitely, that'd be so funny. We just answer <laughs> random questions. <laughs> we, we just go, we Do go. a mukbang. All right, guys. We'll, we'll have JK put out his live feed. We'll, we, we could. We could. We'll do a mukbang at fucking we'll Captain get, Porky's get, or whatever it's called. <laughs> what? <laughs>
<laughs> captain, <laughs> captain's fish and something. Yeah, I, I knew I had a captain. Are you getting? What do you? What would you fucking mukbang? Fried chicken? You have to. It's or <laughs> like hash, like hush puppies. They have everything there. I know. That reminds me, we gotta bring. Uh, Everybody, food. Yeah. All right, before we Everybody. give before we give off the order, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Yeah. See you in the next one. Bye. Peace.